All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. See, si, senor, I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weavey. Brian Chesco. All right, gentlemen, we're in a little bit of a lull here as Game Week 28 long behind us. We've had an international break weekend occur. We're still wrapping up the international break that is taking place here at the end of March. But we are looking ahead to Game Week 29 this coming weekend, a massive 16-match game week. Big double. Lots of doubles. Finally here. So we will put a big bow on game week 28, short and sweet, and we will look ahead to what this double week should look like for all of you. For sure. And what it actually will in reality look like for us, because it's never the same as what we recommend, is it, Dave? No, no, it always seems to be changing. I just feel like until the last international games are played, nothing's going to change my mind. Other than waiting till the last international games are over before I make any decisions. And Ab- then absolutely. if I can wait to the last second to see who's not reporting, who had travel delays, yep. and this and that. Because- the list of players that are currently away on international duty, again, as we said last time we met, and we'll say it probably as many times as I can from now on, no one should have been making transfers. So great job to anyone who <laughs> contributed to price changes that have happened already. Yeah. No one should make another transfer at least until Thursday. I mean, Brian, there have been hundreds of thousands of transfers. And I feel like we've talked about this for years now. The market is dumb. This this game is dumb. The masses are dumb. The game isn't dumb. But what the masses do to the game is dumb. We're looking at a we're looking at a top transfer list. I mean, if you had told me back in October, I mean maybe even December, hey, at the end of March, your top transfers in for the league are going to be players named Matoma, Isak, and March. Yeah, I would have said not in my FPL, they're not. And yet yeah. that's what we're looking at. Your boy Isak's finally getting some runs, Scott. Well, you're just on him about six weeks early. I wasn't wrong. You just weren't <laughs> right yet. That's how it works around here. Uh, all you need to know is that going into game week 28 where tons of teams blanked and one of them wasn't Newcastle, the masses made Miguel Almiron the most transferred in player of the entire <laughs> game week only to find out on Thursday, late on Thursday or Friday even, that he, that he was is out not until yeah, six weeks out. So that's all you need to know. Far and away, the top transfer out for the upcoming game week. Almost half a million transfers out as we're sitting That here. makes sense. Yeah. I want to talk briefly about what happened to my lineup for game week 28 history on this pod says that when it comes to limited game weeks, yeah, I'm the guy that says, you know, play your, play your free hit, play a chip, go all in. Don't, don't suffer through a lesser than game week with lesser than numbers of matches. 
And you, Dave, have historically been that guy that says, no, save it for the mega game weeks. Yes. Save it for the doubles. I feel like the numbers are there. Well, double game weeks. I will still stay on record as saying double game weeks are overrated. Although they haven't been this season. Uh, the, the, go back convinced. and look at the average scores on those weeks. They've been pretty All good. All right. All right. Well, we've got, we've got one coming up. I will say this. I, I just... You know, I'm I'm just biding my time till the year-end cups in the little leagues that I'm in, our podcast league, yeah. our mini league for our friends and Patreon supporters. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just biding my time for those cups because nothing else matters for me this season. Okay. I am Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. only you, I can't sort of at the lake. I can't sack I mean, at the myself. Beach? <laughs> at I mean, the I kind of sacked myself. You could go to the lake, but. Did that you sounds, just say you sacked yourself? That sounds kind of dirty. Interesting. It? Yeah. It's um, You contained yourself. I will Nice lead in. <laughs> you call me Antonio Conte one again one one more time, Dave. <laughs> I will quit this podcast. No, I mean, don't do <laughs> I guess comparatively you did more of a Conte than you did a Vieira. You know what, Brian? <laughs> say it one more time. I'm just trying to <laughs> If you do it to yourself. <laughs> All right. It's more. You, you did sort of say you sacked yourself, and I was just trying I to get did. through the verbiage, and I wanted to make sure I heard you clearly. Uh-huh. Well, I I went into Game Week 28 and decided, eh, whatever. I just, I'm just going to – I have no chips anymore. I threw all my eggs into that basket and played all those in the first half of the season. So I just went with eight guys, and it turned out to work out okay because, you know, you don't have to have a lot of guys – playing even when your captain drops an 18. You just got to have the right guys. Captain Sokka <laughs> to the rescue yeah. for game week 28. Man alive. 36 of my 60 points for the game week. He scored. If you captained him. That's a him, great score for the game week, by the if way. If you captained Sokka, he outscored the overall average. Yeah. Yep. But not many people did. I, in that category, and couldn't have felt felt dumber. <laughs> just couldn't have felt dumber. I uh, Captain Tony got me nothing, and Vice Captain Kane, which didn't make a difference because Tony, he got you four captain. as a captain. You got a four. Yeah, brilliant. It's just that's uh, well, how most of my my. But I did have a multiple players at point. Look, I got a fifty three in the match week. I moved up to. I was going to say that's. Mini, I was going to say that's league. a fan, that's a fantastic score. <laughs> Brian had you arguably had your worst week of the season. I had a thirty nine, and I, I again like that's a, that's happened twice now. Where I mean, I, at least above average. I think at least you want to see the year above the average. It hasn't mattered. I mean, it just it does not. It it was worse two weeks ago, where you know the I'd say the average playing players score was like closer to a hundred. And so it's back-to-back weeks now of just, yeah, just nothing. So hopefully, again, that was making minimum, minimal transfers, trying to just trying to get to having all as many as of my 15 players playing twice to use a bench boost in 29. Okay. That's it. Can I just say, though, just a quick rant, Dave, because it feels like it applies here. When you look at the FPL site, you can see that it says that its total players are over 11.3 million. That's about 4 million more than there were at the start of the season. FPL has always had a bot problem or a, a functional bot problem, meaning you can see it in the top scores throughout every weekend. Every People game are always week. trying to get 
a high score. They'll start a new account. Exactly. And they'll just try to load up on a chip or a wild card or a yep. triple captain. They'll, they'll play as many sat, uh, like Friday players as they can just to look like they've got so the So at best. one moment, yes. that they might yep. have that high score. I say that to say that I feel like this season, more than any of the years I've played FPL, average score doesn't matter. Yeah, it, It's really deflated. And I think it has something to do with the fact that about a third of these players... I'm trying to use air quotes with my voice, like I am with my hands, literally right now, as you see yes. me, Dave. Yep. These players aren't real. They're not actually yeah. real. No, it, it's a problem, and I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know why, after the first five weeks of the season, why you'd let anyone just join in the middle. Like, if they just stopped that. Yeah. yeah. Again. After the, first, after or, the transfer or, window closes. Or mid, mid-season, you open up the window again. So new well, teams they, can start, and you can play the back half of the season. I was going to say, they did the second chance. You they know, do, you, see, you yeah. can see your second chance ra- ranking right now. It, that makes sense. Plus, like, not, I mean, it's not an American Fantasy Sports League podcast, but the, ESPN closes the team, you know, the, the ability for you to get a team at a certain point. There's a week where the it's just cut off. You can't, yeah, you can't, get you a can't team create anymore. a new team. You can't join into any mini leagues or any, yeah. do anything else. That's it. Once it's, once it's rolling, it's rolling. Because they actually think about fantasy sports as a, as a thing, as, as a business to be run well. Whereas FPL, Dave, we all, we all know, from the infrastructure with their one tiny old computer to then the rules and the structure around it. I will say the cups have been a brilliant thing. Hopefully some of you listening to this are still in some cups. If not, that you still have cups still to come. Everyone here still has, hopefully just about everybody listening to this still has one cup to play because the FPL America right. podcast cup is coming up. I feel like this is my year. I've got so many cup. L's. Oh, look at I that. know I have a lot of L's too. Know I know. L's. Yeah. I wasn't talking about myself. All right, that wraps up. Well, I actually have one more thing about All Game right. Week 21. I want to, or 28. 28. Uh, not 21. That I have no idea what happened anymore in Game Week 21. But in 28, one frustrating thing was that of the eight guys that I had in my lineup, only seven actually played. Brian. Yeah. I know this is a little obscure, but it's about my lineup, so I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a podcast host. I can do that. Danny Ward. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Daniel Iverson gets the start. Yeah. Is that like am I gonna have to waste a yes, transfer on a Leicester goalkeeper? I think I think you are because that was something that actually uh Sam Martin, who covers Leicester City and is also a very re- mostly reliable, I say mostly because I have uh I was looking for him uh for such moral support going into Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> and he made he made two calls. The one made me happy. One made me raise an eyebrow. The first one was he expected Iverson to start. He was correct, and that he yeah. said that it looks like this is Iverson's run of this is a chance for him to get a run of starts in the in the side. Okay. So it's Iverson for the foreseeable future. The other thing that he's he did, three eight by yeah, the way, which yeah, I mean, congratulations to anybody who had those two. Danny All Ward along, and yeah, Iverson. Ward and Iverson, you could, because that was I, I'm, I'm sure I had that at one point. The other thing was that he his predicted lineup was just to say, you know, based on formation and strategy and all the things that Brendan Rodgers had said, 
that Kelechi Iheanacho was going to start for Leicester City. He yeah. had him in the starting lineup with Madison Barnes, obviously, up top. And uh, that did not happen. And uh, that was – so it was, on one hand, I was like, oh, you nailed the – the, nailed Iverson, the, Iverson. the Iverson call, unbelievable. Uh, that's a huge, a huge one because Ward's been so popular. And then uh, Iannaccio came on. And you had in the 90th minute, right? so that was really great. I like, I like getting <laughs> one better than zero, though. I got to say that. That's true. But anyway, yeah, that was. Uh, but that I'm saying that was a, that was a weird one, but and a very unexpected one. So. Yeah. All right, let's look at game week 29. There's a lot. Here. Probably not as crushing for people as the Robert Sanchez benching for Brighton. Couple yes. Weeks ago that all of a sudden you get. Came out of nowhere. I will say my backup keeper to yeah. Danny Ward, I might not have to make a transfer because I have a double game week keeper. Jason Steele is my backup. Yeah. And so as long as he continues to be the starter for these next two matches, I'm still going to get the benefit of two yeah. games for my keeper. And uh, I'm, I'm getting it from my. Three nine keeper instead yeah. of my four zero keeper, and I'm not gonna make a transfer to a three eight keeper just yet. That's that's a wise move. Well, uh, let's talk about this because it's yes, a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of players have double uh, double matches, two two matches in this game week. There's sixteen totals we mentioned, mm. so let's start with who is not playing two matches because yeah. I'm looking at my squad and there are. Players from two different teams in my lineup that are only playing one match. Mm-hmm. The first one being Arsenal, which, yep. Dave, by the way, um, game week 29. No, by the way, they're still is in first place. So on, we've gone through 28 Dave, matches. Dave, 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 Arsenal Dave, 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 Dave you're ruining place. this. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Dave, game week 29 is going to start on April 1st. April Fool's Day? Well, sure, but we're going to ignore that because okay. it's a stupid day. Okay. Okay. April, new month. April and May. That's all there is left in the season. I see your point. They're guaranteed at when the start April of April. April starts, who's going to be first place in the table, um, Dave? Um, amazingly, it's Arsenal. There you go. And look, they're a fun watch. You can't deny that they're not. They 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 deserve to be there, right? Yeah. They haven't fluked of their course. way there. Like sure. They look. They they've had to grind out some matches. Yeah, they swayed. They've uh, had to show they, some metal. Uh, very. Uh, uh, Outspoken Chelsea fan, uh, uh, Graham Lasso? No, no. Um, Davies. Uh, I can't think of his name. Ben Davies. No. Michael. Michael Davies. Michael yes. Davies. Men and ben Blazers. Blazers. Ben and Blazers. Michael yes. Davies. Has he said it last week or whatever? Just said they won me over. How can they not? Look at the way they play. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like what they're doing yeah. is amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that they. Would. I get people might not like Arteta, but I don't know. They have a, a oh, lot he of is like entirely unlikable. For sure, I, I get it. <laughs> There's nothing him. about that man that you can like. I love everything about him. You um, no, you no, you don't. Uh, yeah, I do. You just like the fact that he's the manager for your first place club. And I actually like him. He's Again, if you haven't seen unlikable human being, I do like the his, Arsenal I, I all do, or nothing. I do like the turnaround for him. I think that's always a great story. Somebody who is like should have been, you know, in a, any other normal club would have sacked him. Yeah, after or, last season start, right yeah. after the way they started and yeah. they didn't, they kept the faith with him. Anyway, no, I just think I just feel like uh, look, a lot of clubs have unlikable guys. I don't think. I get Rams, so it could probably get underneath some people's skin. But, like, how do you not like Bukayo Saka? How do you not like Martinelli? And, oh. uh, <laughs> ah, that's right. It's fair. That's fair. He's, uh, 
he falls into the category of, of flopping Brazilians for you, Scott, I think. No, he's just but, in that category. But Odegaard, what, I mean, Odegaard. how do you not like Odegaard? I mean, sure, okay. He's, he's fine. He's a likable character. I, like, I like Odegaard. He's fine. How do you not like Zinchenko? The passion. Ben White and I ran into each other at the tanning salon a couple weeks ago. Hey, Ben White likes a good tan. Yeah. Is that all he likes? Anyway. He likes some tats. Yeah. He likes to play good defense. He likes that he's... Uh, How's he not starting for the English national team? He likes that he's going to be the most nailed player at that position. Oh, great segue, Brian, because right. he is one of three gunners in my squad. And currently, even though he only plays one match, it is home against Leeds, and he is starting over Ben Chilwell and Luke Shaw, who each have two matches for me. That's interesting. I would definitely start Chills. I'm going to make two. Tra- I'm going to make two transfers this week. Um, I'm going to bring Rashford back in for Sun because I I made that transfer okay. the last match week. I had two transfers. I didn't take a negative. Brian Rashford currently has a yellow triangle. Yeah, it's something that we could definitely talk about because there are some injuries that we can go All over. Right. But well, but for 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 this for purposes of of what you're talking about, I'll at least say that. Marcus Rashford did not travel with England. Um, it's a bit of, a bit of controversy with him because the next thing anyone saw of him was his pictures he was taking in New York City. <laughs> so lots of people like pretty upset that you know he's on holiday essentially and saying like, well, he's tired. He's not knocked. I mean, you got to pay att- you got to pay attention to it for sure. But he, you know, kind of like. The guy's been playing a ton, which, of course, if the Arsenal contingent that's out there uh, saying, oh, you know who else is tired? Saka is tired. Talk about a guy who's playing a lot. And he's playing Saka get, and still playing. Right. Can't Saka get a rest, too? Why can't he go on holiday to New York? Mm. Either way, Rashford, I wouldn't be worried about it at all. I love it. <laughs> but so good. he did not travel with England. And Gareth Southgate himself just said, yeah, once they're not with us, I don't care what they do. They can go wherever they want. They're not with us. If so. our, if uh, if uh, ETH doesn't care, if Ten Hogs like, you're off for a few days. Okay. I mean, yeah. the guy can hop on a plane first class and go to pretty much anywhere in the world he wants to. I wonder if he met up with Balogun in Orlando. He could have. Let's hope not. What's he going to do? Recruit him to go play for England instead of the U.S.? No, don't you want I, him to no, play for I the U.S.? I want Balogun playing for the U.S. So then I hope Rashford didn't this go This is recruit. not a, I mean, this is not I'm a personal up, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that? I'm more for fun. I hope they got together. because I don't know. Like I think Dave is accusing Rashford of back-channeling for Southgate, <laughs> who's, of course, covering for Rashford publicly to the press while he recruits young Balogun well, to play. Wouldn't that be some, some deep things? Look, is it? It's interesting that Balogun shows up where the men's national team was. If you can, can, can we say that if you have sold Marcus Rashford and you if you've already brought him back in, fine. I just feel like this is a perfect example of what if it is something? Why yeah, why not wait? Right. So well, I've had Rashford to New York to get a second opinion on something. Wait till you see him in training on Thursday. Or yeah. on Friday. Wait until you. I'm not going to make a move. Yeah. Wait not until a move. you see somebody say, "No, he's fine. But he was with us today. He's been in my squad for right. weeks. If you already so have him, you're not worried him about in. it. If yeah. You if you sold him for whatever reason and you're w- getting him back in and you haven't done it yet, for goodness sake, just wait. Yeah. Anyway, so back I, to I feel Arsenal like Arsenal is the point. Arsenal is the point, right. and I'm going to keep it going because I have White, Odegaard, and Saka. 
Currently, all three are in my lineup. While I have three double game week players on my bench. You're not playing a chip. You've already spent your chip. I don't have a chip. I'm definitely bench boosting. I'm definitely bench boosting as well. And my my question is about whether or not... Because Martinelli will not leave. The, like, the numbers on Martinelli, his cur- like form, watching him play, everything about him. I get that Saka just dropped a... What's an 18? Um, Two goals, an assist, uh, and three bonus points. No, I was going to say something. I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you <laughs> off mic because I do not want that my mind went there. I don't want okay. that on the microphone. Now I'm like searching where he went, Scott. Uh, I... He dropped a voting age. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. not. That's, no, that's hor- not. That's, horrible, that's, horrible. that's that's. Point is, I know that Saka. What he did was just he changed everyone's week that captained him for sure. I don't care. I still might drop him. I he's he is my cut candidate. Saka. Yeah. Just because they're only playing, they're only playing one match. Well, right? because I'll have a decision to make. If I, if I'm, if I, somebody is going to play once, and if I have one guy to play one time, I am just as happy to be have it be Martinelli as any other player for Arsenal. Zinchenko is probably going to be leaving for me. Saka probably going to be leaving. I have, I have, but I have other problems, and I have two transfers. So, <laughs> point is, I don't mind selling. The first place guy says he has problems. Dave. Yeah, I, re- I really do. Um, just, I mean, looking at the transfers in, like, you know, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a question if you can get to. I know he's not popular for in this podcast, but you're gonna have a Bruno Fernandez question to answer. Screw that guy. How many Brighton midfielders do you have? If you don't, not enough. You have right, exactly. You could have three. So it's. I think these are all fair questions. I have three Brighton players. So. Right. So and and I don't. I have two. So that's that. Like the, that's my Brighton's double is Brentford and Bournemouth. Fantastic. And that's we've talked about this for a long time. It's the reason why. Like, would you rather have Saka at home in one match against Leeds, or would you rather have if you find out that Matoma landed safely after you know after his time with Japan? And he will be in the lineup this that's a, week. That's a brutal international break, though, isn't right? it? It is. And we like that's why when you go through the list of players that are on international break right now, you look at the names and you just think, I'm going to have to wait and see on all of these people. Because I think it'll say a lot about what how the team does. for some, Like, Arsenal's got Odegaard, Saka, Ramsdale, Partey, Trossard, and Zinchenko all away on international duty right now. That... You can't tell me that if Partey is right. traveling the world with Ghana, you know, I mean, that's how, how important is he to your team? I don't think it affects Ramsdale so much, but like this is like one international break that, like, I just wish you're you're trying to get a Premier League title. Just to have the club say, "Sorry, guys, no one goes anywhere." You can't, right? You which can't is why, do which that. is why, if you're Marcus Rashford, you found a knock. No, Dar- this is this Darwin is just, Nunez, just where you found a knock. knock. Erling Holland, I got a groin injury. I no, he I be- played. I he, better go rehab. But he he played with Odegaard against Spain. But he left. Well, you know what also you know what also happened in that game. Rodri absolutely destroyed Odegaard, and yeah, if, when no, you yeah, watch it, that, there's yeah. some sauce on that. Like, hmm, you know. We're chasing you down and Spain, Norway or city Arsenal moment there, right? Absolutely. And there was extra sauce in the box, in the penalty box. No flag, no flag, 
no whistle, no card. It was Dave, insane. Dave's in XFL mode right now. I just think Brighton is a, another one. Like as we already know, we've already talked about Estupinian. We've already talked about that McAllister and Matoma are both traveling. You know who else is traveling for them is Caicedo. Sure. He's traveling with Ecuador. He's as, he's almost That's as also important. A brutal to them. He's a break. massive player for their midfield. If if you have the possibility of of Brighton giving <laughs> reduced minutes to Caicedo, Estupinian, McAllister, and Matoma, and and maybe even and Evan and Ferguson. You have that's five mi- like major players for them yeah. who all have the, a risk. And Brentford is not easy. No, they are not. not easy to play coming Brentford's out of the coming gate. To play. Always, they're always ready to play. Who, by the way, they have Pinnock and Rea and Tony and Embuemo all out traveling for international duty, uh, among others. But for FPL purposes, I mean, Rea and Tony are almost in everyone's team. Some combination of me, Pinnock, and uh, Rico Henry. Wait, you? Me. You. Not, not me. M E E Pinnock. <laughs> I love that so much. And Rico Henry. <laughs> and yeah, and Waymo's been and Waymo's with Cameroon. So Dave. I just, I just, I, there's so much here. I just, that's why, like, I feel like until you see these names, until you see training photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, Thursday, Friday, training photos, for sure. But the point is, if you find that out and you're looking at, I have Martin Odegaard, am I really going to play Odegaard over Solly March, who didn't travel with Brighton, who's going to play twice and has been one of the best midfielders in FPL for the last two months? Well, for those of us on the bench boost, you just you're playing both. Well, maybe if you, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think Brian's making the case for Odegaard out. Right. I'm saying if you have the transfer, if you like, depending on what you, depending on how, what you want to do, how many doublers you want to go in with, why wouldn't you make that move? Yeah. I'm saying for someone like me, I've got way too many other, other problems. That's right. So, but either way, I like, I think prioritizing attackers is always I feel like that's been the way to go all season long. Like there's been a few blips here where, you know, the defenders have mattered, but what what's the last premium? Ben Chilwell is the first like premium premium and he's not even that premium. Like Ben Chilwell's the first premium defender that everyone was like, oh, I better get to that guy. Sure. You know what I mean? And Chelsea, uh who Ben Chilwell plays for, they host Villa and Liverpool as their double. I think that both at home, which is very good for them. Yeah. That's way better for them than if it was one home, one away. And they get the Liverpool after the City match. And I just think that that's going to – I think we're going to see good Liverpool against City, and I think we're going to see bad Liverpool against Chelsea. Again. And Chelsea somehow get uh, points that they shouldn't get because Liverpool is a way better team than them. And, and, how, and how is Graham Potter going to play this? Already showed that he – one tinkered too much, so has to get to a settled lineup, which it seems like he has. But against Villa, first, you've got Keppa, Chilwell, Jaw Felix, Enzo, Kai Havertz, and Mudrick all away on international duty as well. Reese James is like I don't know. I'm like again, this is my favorite. I feel like it's the best call of this, minimum of the second half of the season. 
the most unreliable asset that everyone was going back to as soon as he was declared fit at any point with all of the warnings that came with it. like he he himself saying I'm going to be cautious. Yeah. He's already being cautious. He gets called up to England and he withdraws because he has whatever this leg issue it it, it this is ongoing. It's not stopping right. for him. So he so I hate it, but still like he withdrew from England to go get treatment for whatever this leg injury is. You cannot possibly count on Reese James. I don't care what anyone says. With with that said, I think to your point, broader point about Chelsea, I'm looking at my squad. I've got Chilwell and I've got Joao Felix in my squad. Okay. If they're healthy, Potter has to play them. Yes. He and has to he has to get three points against Villa. Chilwell Chilwell and Havertz and Joao Felix are going to play together because this this is the like those are at least three of the people who are attacking who are mattering for them. Yeah. And Enzo is the other guy that's going to be in there. Yeah. He, but the he's just not going to matter fantasy wise. Fantasy wise, like maybe you get an assist from him. I mean, in the high fours or was he five? I think five, he's five. It's yeah. not a terrible option. But I mean, Potter's got to get three points. He's going to play the guys that he can play to get the result, and then hope for the best against Liverpool. That's what that's what you're looking at from the uh, Chelsea side of things. On the Liverpool side, this is the this is one of the more brutal game double game weeks you can come across at City at Chelsea. Yeah. Again, Gakpo, Jota, uh, Robertson, Salah, Virgil. Diaz and Diaz is about to be healthy. Well, I was going to say, so look out for Luis Diaz. He is on the injury kind of injury watch. Like the projection for him was to come back after this international break. Darwin has withdrawn from any international duty already. So Darwin's is he's probably your safest Liverpool attacker at least for we for match one. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I mean, I feel like again, like Liverpool's got to probably play every match like. This is cup final. Every match. If is a cup if they're final. going for fourth, if, if they're, yeah. If they're if they're serious about like I don't know, but do you get any feeling that it's not it's not what they say it is, like as in it isn't that feasible for them to get to fourth. You know, they're saying we're, we sh- we that's where we need that like, we need to target that. Yeah, but really, are of course, they, that's the goal. I think that's right. the goal. Yes. Okay. But I would also, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, I'm incredibly cautious about getting too gung-ho about cheering for my squad towards that goal just because Klopp's also saying we've got to bring in more guys. Yeah. Which the subtext that is these guys aren't good enough anymore. So I, and and every player on that team knows it. And that's why I hate when managers are too honest. Yeah. I mean, there's no motive. Like there's no reason for them to be motivated, to be honest. We've, we've covered this in the past, whether it's injuries form, opponent, you know, uh, opposition research, whatever it is. Like, there's no reason for a manager to be honest because they're not required to be. You don't have to be honest about what injuries your team has. Klopp could be saying if he wanted to, oh, yeah, we've got seven guys with hamstring issues. No one can question that. That's why we're not doing well. we got seven seven of these guys are playing with, you know, half-pulled groins. He could say that, and no one can tell him he's wrong. That could be his excuse. Instead, it's, we're just not good enough anymore. I, I so it the, the underlying things are all very poor. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it's possible. Could I mean, I've got TAA in my squad. Well, I was going to say, so the Trent by by 
creativity numbers is and he's been especially in good. the I was gonna say yes. in the last five matches he's been fantastic. I'd say for the since the restart, well, cr- creative wise he's been he's been one of the best. Um, but defensively, fan- not so much. No, but. and but fantasy fantasy Premier League is pushing Virgil on everybody because Virgil's got the best actual, not only the best. Uh, fantasy score. I think last. I think he's got thirty two, thirty two points in his last five matches, which is, I think, only. I mean, not many players are better than him recently here. I mean, he's as good as uh, he's as good as anyone. He's left a couple of set piece headers off. Like, like he he's he's missed or you know there was you know been maybe been an offside or something on a, on one. But there's a couple of headers into the net that got ruled out for him. As well, that could have added to that thirty-two. Yeah. So Virgil, I mean, Virgil's the guy everyone's kind of pushing. I don't know that I would want Virgil. I'm not going to go to him. I was going to say City, City, and you're definitely not counting on clean sheets in either of those matches. But no, you're counting on set piece. Goals. You're you're hoping that Virgil somehow gets a yeah, yeah gets for a sure. Header. Um, but I, I looking at through the numbers, I it's amazing. I like Darwin is such a he's such a freak. <laughs> like the the he should have two hundred points right now. He, I like he Darwin should, maybe next year. He should. I, be, I, I like he to think he's going to get over this finishing problem. I was going to say his numbers, everything about him, even in limited time, he's on pace with Kane and Holland and and Tony and anybody else as good as they are. Everything about him, except balls in net. Is yeah. he's as good as anyone else? It's That's just somewhat it's so, matters. It's, in the, in the, it's just wild that he is as low as he is given his statistics. In a zoomed out picture, I think we're going to look back on this season for Liverpool as a transition season, the season where Liverpool jumped in a little early, relied a little too much on Darwin, on Harvey Elliott, Fabio Carvalho. Where's he? Uh, you know, on, on a number of these guys. They're going to be great. They just needed them a little bit too much too soon. It's going to be seen as a transition year. Yeah, but Liverpool had, let's not forget uh, how many injuries they've had. It's been Yeah, their injury minutes are near the top of the league. It's a joke. It's a joke. And And, and it's honestly been a joke for so long it's not funny anymore. And it really does point to the fact that there might need to be some back office changes to help keep guys on the pitch. It's either that or this is the... What happens when you go when you chase a quad? When last you chase season. a quad and yeah. or the last five years for, with a lot of sure. the players, this well, is and it's not getting any better. We're we're talking in the context of an international break. FIFA just announcing that they're expanding the World Cup that we're hosting in four years' time, the uh, twenty six World Cup so in the U.S., dumb. Canada, Mexico, expanding it to forty eight nations because thirty two wasn't enough. Uh, you know, obviously it's another money grab, but you know, all of the, I mean, La Liga, you know, you can criticize the league all you want. They seem to be the biggest critics of changes like this. Anytime that they're made, it was the case with the champions league expanding. And it was, you know, now it's the case with the world cup expanding. They're just like, number one, where are you putting these matches? Number two, what do you do about these players? Like where, what's the breaking point here for players? Yeah. Well, it, it's like, they don't. It's already the longest sports season that I know of. It's nine months. It's not even close to. Or I mean, eight. It's at minimum eight to eight, eight and a half to nine. And sure. on your off days, oftentimes you're still training because you're playing international. 
It's it's just ridiculous. It is. Yeah. You look you look at the American baseball season. It feels like it's forever. They play 162 games, yeah. right? April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, six so, months. And so six months. Let's be honest. Baseball's not as rigorous. <laughs> not even game. close. No one's running 10Ks Sometime in a baseball even, game. They don't even play. <laughs> even with a pitch clock, it's not as rigorous. Yes. Oh, but I'm so Every excited game. about the new baseball season. Yeah. The, I will actually might watch some baseball games oh, with the new so pitch clock. Much this better. is going to be interesting. This so is not Major League okay. Baseball um, podcast. Question for people who do not have Mo Salah. Do you care? I have Mo Salah. This was all hoping that I can get the best of Mo Salah in this double week. Is it in any way advisable? Because I'm thinking for people who, because since you're already probably going to have Rashford, uh, there really is another premium because De Bruyne is now out of the picture. So the really the question is if you're going to keep the you know depending on how you're doing with keeping Holland or Kane or whatever. Your premium midfielders are Salah and Bruno Fernandez, and then there's everyone else. Yeah. So, would you advise Salah trying to find a way to get him into your team? No. Okay. I I don't have him. I have no premium midfielders, especially based on your definition just now. Uh, I have Saka and Odegaard. I have Rashford. I have Gakpo and McAllister. Okay. All right. So I've gone specifically with that. Hey, remember when this guy had. This guy had he had like negative Liverpool. I know, right? Remember when he like cleared a bench spot and was like, "Now I'm keeping it empty for the another Liverpool guy that I'm not having." <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that was like three weeks ago? Now he's got Gakpo and Trent. Do you know who I don't have in my squad right now? Currently, citizens. Okay, okay. So hey, Manchester so I, City. I don't, I don't, Before I don't, we go there, I want I, I want to bring some up on Salah real quick. Going back to match week 23, his scores, 11-6-3, 8-21, and then the game where he missed the pen against Bournemouth where he got a zero. So to your point, Brian, he's kind of been on a run. Probably the best run he's had I'm all season. Since game week 25, your top scoring midfielders are Is... Martinelli, Saka, and... Trossard, Mo Salah. Salah's got 32 points. Trossard's got 33. All I heard was three Arsenal players. <laughs> no, I, I and I and you should yes, you should have heard right, that. Right, Martinelli right. is your Martinelli's got 43 points in the last five, like what what amounts right. to five four matches. Right, right, right. You know, I think right. he, I think five games for yeah, either right. way. It's ridiculous. But Salah's got 32. He's outscored. There isn't. He's outscored Matoma. He's outscored McAllister. Solly March. He's outscored all of those guys. I want uh, to bring Salah in. I'm just saying. I have just been burned and burned and burned by him every single time I've gone to him this season. I have been burned. Salah is to Dave what Martinelli is to me. It's, yeah. it's just true. more money. Just more money. And I'm just, I just don't know what to do with it because I look at the numbers. The numbers say, hey, bring him in. Bring yep. him in. I don't care if he's playing City and Chelsea. Bring him in. I have, I mean, I have two. I, and to be like, just in fairness to Mo Salah here, he should have 37 points. He should be one or one behind or tied with Saka in that. Because span, of the missed penalty. Because of a missed penalty. Yeah. So not a saved penalty. Like, that's the part that's like, that's what's really infuriating about it is just thinking like he missed a penalty in there that probably that not only takes him to seven points, probably gets him bonus in that match too. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just, yeah. I'm looking at him. He, he is 
well, scoring wise on pace with Saka and not that far off of mine. Let me let me put it this way, Brian. I'm a Liverpool fan. Right. I have 2.8 pounds to spend mm-hmm. from my pre uh, game week 28 transfer out of Holland. Right. So I went from Holland to Joao Felix. Okay. And given that Holland is only playing Liverpool and Felix is playing Villa and Liverpool, I'm still feeling okay about that move. Right. I have 2.8 pounds to spend, and I'm not planning to bring Salah in okay. with that money. Mm. I'm also probably not going to send Harry Kane out. Uh, we've talked about Conte being out at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only match that Spurs have in this game week is at Everton. I don't see that as an easy match. I also would have said, I think I would have said it going into at Southampton that that wasn't a really easy match either. Which turned into a ton of goals, and but also turned out to be not an easy match for Spurs. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of. I'm not sure what to make of of Everton, other than that it's very clear that Sean Dyche has them playing differently. So I don't. I don't see the ceiling on that game as very high, especially given recent circumstances. Something I kind of wish Conte would have done, which I, I'm not sure if he was doing it or not, how much he was criticizing Harry, criticizing Harry Kane's leadership, specifically Harry Kane. You know, obviously, he's bashing like the players, generally the players playing with no heart, whatever. Like whatever number of players aren't playing for each other and all the things he said in his press conference. But I, there's always, I mean, it feels like there's always been kind of like a, like a, Never a question of how important Kane is to the club, but never doesn't ever seem like he was fully endorsing Kane as like the guy. You hmm. know what I mean? Like there's always there's still something about Kane. I mean, Kane to Manchester United rumors are already as as hot as they they could be before it's even happened. I just I don't know. I I mean, I'm not sure what to make of I'm not sure what to make of this change. My 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 Spurs guy, the guy that I would say is he might be borderline essential here in a week. Ben Davies? No. Pedro Poro. Oh, Poro. Because Spurs are all of a sudden really thin at left back and right right back. Emerson Royale. Ben Davis is uh, out for four to six weeks with a hamstring injury. Emerson Royale is having knee surgery and is going to be out for probably six weeks. That leaves a healthy Pedro Poro as your only Spurs right back because Jed Spence is playing for Bren, right? I think he's in France. He's in France. And then Ryan Sessegnon might be back on the left side. but He was always better than he was given credit for, wasn't but, he? Well, yeah, Sessegnon's great, but he's not. he hasn't done anything for – he hasn't done anything for, I don't know, what, a month at least? Maybe more than a month? Ivan Perisic, Something to prove. Ivan Perisic might be your only healthy. Oh my gosh! Left, you know, someone who can play on the left. For, that guy for hasn't Spurs. gotten any run in forever. That's the thing. Perisic and Poro, their numbers when they've played. Perisic has done more in a smaller amount of time. Like he has numbers on pace with some of the best attacking players out of defenders in like half of their minutes or less. When Perisic has been out there, like even this last game against Southampton, he scored a goal, and then he gets subbed off at 53 minutes or whatever it was. Doesn't even make it to 60 minutes. 
So I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I know you're trying to preserve the guy, but holy cow, like, like I just, I don't know. Like, this is all, uh, who is it? Ryan Mason? Is that who's caretaker? No, he's deputy. Oh, no, yeah, 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 right. It's um, someone else whose name I've forgotten. Yeah, I can't think of him offhand. Uh, Christian something. Christian, I don't know, whatever. You're thinking of Christian Romero. I'm sure not. <laughs> Point being, I have no idea. I, I, perfect. I, what, what? That is perfect. I, the only thing I could think is <laughs> if Spurs are going to do what Daniel Levy says, which is basically we have, you know, whatever he said in his three sentence presser after they fired Conte, basically like we have 10 games to, you know, right the ship. Yeah. We have 10 games. We have 10 games to get it, you know, as high as we can in the table or whatever. I don't know how that doesn't mean Kane and Son are absolute locks for your lineup. Sun will not come back out. There is no benching Sun anymore. Sun's not Sun is not going to be a super no. sub. No. And Sun's numbers in the last 5 weeks have, have been, been a little better. Have been I would say I would say encouraging, but not great. At least a goal and an assist last last <coughs> last 4 game weeks he at least gets you a goal and an assist. And he's way more active. He's one of the best as for creative midfielders, he's been one of the best in the last in the last four game weeks. I just think like he's had moments. He scored a free kick, unbelievable free kick goal for South Korea already. But either way, I just like I just don't know what to make of Spurs other than to say injuries and necessity are going to make. I think if there was a time for Sun to come back into some kind of real, like, sunny form. It's now. I could probably get the money with my 2.8 pounds to go from one of those midfielders to Sun. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him. Because what, what player on the list of players this season is most unlike himself this season? Sun. Sun by a mile. By, by a, the hugest mile. Country market. mile. Not even close to the Sun that we've... That we've there was always how many seasons in a row have we had Sun was like a necessity for your life. He was a top three for not forever. one time, top five. Not one time this season has he ever. I will say the thing that's probably going to keep me from bringing Sun in for the next two weeks is the fact that they only play Everton in twenty nine and then they host Brighton in thirty. I know he'll play. Yeah, but I, I own Sun currently because of twenty eight. He was one of my transfers in. He got me an assist, so it helped in twenty eight. He was kind of on the list to go back out because I brought him in for Rashford. But now it's like, I don't know. Mm. Someone's um, got to look for some Instagram training photos. Yeah, oh. for sure. Uh, Pedro Poro, the reason why I said it, just because if Emerson's going to be out and they were basically rotating, uh, in the last four game weeks, basically you got Pedro Poro and Rico Henry uh, topping the charts for shots. He scored a goal against uh, scored a goal against Southampton. I had multiple chances to score. Finally, put one away. Right, and then uh, only Ben Chilwell has created more chances than Pedro Porro in the last Poro. in the last five game weeks. I would just say a guy who also has just has come out and flat out said, "I, I get what's going on here. I am a Spurs player, and I am ready to prove myself." Wow. The guy's got something to prove. Okay. So I would you don't that hate is a guy that. I man You don't hate that at all. No. I actually really like it. All right. I'm gonna start mentioning some other teams that have a couple of matches in game week twenty nine so that we can give our notes here. Uh, we've already briefly mentioned Leicester. They don't have two terrible opponents at 
Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. and then hosting Aston Villa. That's a good double, it I think, for, for Harv or James Madison. I think I don't know how many other podcasts or, or pundits are going to be saying that, but I feel like we need to give that a little well, run. So Madison's on international duty, uh, along with uh, Castagna and Daca and Ian Acho. Those are your key Leicester guys. I mean, a lot of other guys are out there too, but not anyone that you're bringing in for FPL. But um, but yeah, Harv's not, and Harvey Barnes is. I think FPL official site has him as a like the guy they're tipping to be. I mean, you love Barnes. I love Harv. I really do. Um, the numbers for him, though, I'd say comprehensively since the restart have been pretty good. He's got three goals and two assists, so you're not you're not crying about that. They just been. Um, I mean, he did score in the last game against Brentford. Yeah, he he's had he's had moments for sure, and we talked about him before. Like he's he's a guy like always the eye test with Harvey Barnes. The question was how much was he going to maintain minutes, and then you look back through his minutes. Other than one freak injury he had a couple weeks ago, he started and played the majority almost all season for them. I I don't think it's a surprise that he's having his best season ever. Yeah, I. I don't hate him as a choice. You're just not getting – if he doesn't score goals, you're not getting anything from him. He does nothing for, for you. bonus. Comparatively to Madison, where Madison does – A lot of things that could get you Madison bonus Madison does points. all the other stuff and can okay. get you goals. Harvey Barnes is strictly – like, the matchups are good. I don't hate the choice. If you had to pick one or the other, you'd probably pick Madison. Okay. Or you could do what I do, and you pick Kelechi and Acho and just <laughs> pray every night. I've got two other clubs I want to mention. Um, this might sound a little surprising, but I don't see why you wouldn't take a flyer on Brennan Johnson, if you, especially if you want to free up some money when Forrest host Wolves and play at Leeds. The only thing would be? Scotland. Manage, uh, yes, and managing an ongoing groin issue. So... The, he's been so good. He's been fantastic, and I—he's another guy. When once you look through the numbers again, like whether you look at it since the restart or since you know in the last five weeks, he's got uh, nineteen points. So he's on pace. Holland's got twenty since yeah. game week twenty-five. Well, so <laughs> so I I, I want if I look at just his ma- his points since match week twenty-three. It's two 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 thirteen two two. Okay, yeah, you- but I'm leaving out the three games before that, which was twelve five nine. So I he- like his double yeah. just on paper. I like his double more than my current third striker, who's Ivan Tony. For sure, and Tony, yeah. What Brentford does in this double is—that's anybody's guess. I have no. I don't- Ho- they're at Brighton at United. I would it's a say double. if I was going to say at Brighton, if anything, like depending on what Brighton does to them, could they get run while they're there? Maybe I feel like sure. Brighton's. If anything, Brighton is they're leakier than they are solid. I guess so. It feels like there's more goals. Probably Manchester United's going to. There's no Casemiro for Manchester United. Different Manchester United, way leakier. As we talked about, without we, Casemiro, we being talked there for about sure. that in the with in the last last time we got together, talking about like they average without Casemiro. I think it's one point seven goals allowed per game without him. So, but they still average the same amount of goals Goal for. Scored. Yep. So it's like 
if anything, it only it only hurts them defensively. Yeah. Which to me That's that good. again favors goals. I I don't mind. I I like Tony as long as he doesn't get another yellow card. That's that's the worst thing about it. Of I course, think he's on what is he is he on nine? I think I, he's on nine. If only there was a way. I'm just saying. I think. Oh, that's, there's a way. I got you. I got you, gents. Um, yeah, he can still get the yellow. He can still get that second yellow card accumulation suspension. I honestly, I was he's got nine. I was kind of hoping yep. he would have gotten it in this in game week 28. Because I kind of wanted to just be done with him. Like, yeah. make it easy to send him out. Yeah, for like, thank goodness he's gone. I don't have to think about right. this. And now it's like, crap, he made it through. And yeah. now I've just got to hope he doesn't get the second one. He probably will. <laughs> well, it only makes him the most likely to go out in my squad for this game week. Brendan Johnson, we talked about him last week, too. I don't hate the choice. Just It's entirely, like... He was a, he was flagged as an early doubt going into their last match, and then all of a sudden makes the starting lineup. With all the money in my bank, I can do Gakpo and Tony for Son and Brennan Johnson. Now I know with Son, I'm just getting the one match. Right. I don't know. I like Gakpo, man. Well, the problem is, is you're not totally guaranteed starts. At the well, and it's a couple of tough now ones. Liverpool's offense is healthier, so it's it, a couple of tough starts. Someone well, else I really like who isn't if, more if Diaz of, gets back out there, and that's true too. Diaz's return will impact things. Someone else I like too, maybe instead of Son, who's a little bit more closer to Gakpo territory in price, is Jared Bowen. Is this his game week? West Ham hosting Southampton and Newcastle. Interesting. I, I wish I could make the case for Bowen on any other grounds than that he plays twice. He's due. <laughs> well, and or he's due. It's just that <clears throat> statistically, about the only thing he's doing is being active in the opposition box. <laughs> Otherwise, he's like, uh, since the restart, 22 shots, which is a decent amount. But then I just think the last five weeks is probably a better picture of where they've been. And he's only taken eight shots. You understand what, you know what I mean? Like, like, um, Harvey Barnes has taken 22 shots since, since the restart. Ben Rama has taken 24. So Ben Rama has, Saeed Ben Rama has had more attempts on goal than Jared Bowen has. Bowen's got eight. Even in the last since game week twenty five, Ben Rama's got eleven, and Bowen's got eight. I know Ben Rama had like some massively prolific week last week or whatever, but I just there's just nothing about it. Zero big chances for Jared Bowen since yeah. And and in all right, the, and you talked talk, me out of it. Just it recently, I'm just saying like everything about it is he plays twice. I would it would be the same for Danny Ings. <laughs> like as okay, in, I would make yeah. the same. I would make the same case for Danny yeah, Ings. No like, thanks. You want to turn me off of a player compared to well, Danny no, Ings? I'm just saying, like Ings at least has gotten some returns, though. Like Ings has Ings has two goals and an assist since since the restart, and Jared Bowen's got two, like two goals and five assists. Since, All right. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd expect more from Bowen. You don't really expect a ton from. Danny Ings, but Danny yeah. Ings has gotten you a little bit. Yeah, Bowen's just not, especially the, that's what I'm saying. Since game week 25, like I, I don't know how else to do like a stat picture. Yeah, like what's a good like two weeks? 
that's not enough. Three weeks, like whatever. Like what, what's the the FPL formula is for, isn't it? You know who, form? You know who's been. You know who's your form guy for midfielders. Like one of the top like three guys is Abdullah Decore from Everton. He's been unbelievable. Ducore since game week twenty five has thirty. But that's points. not an accident. I mean, that's roughly the time Sean Dyche began. He's been fantastic. Ducore's got two goals and two assists that's in that time. Playing... Saka's got three goals and two assists. Do you, do you know you know what I'm saying? Like that's all right. Ducore, that's a good that's a good take. Ducor, he listen, new manager <clears throat> he's doing been positive playing, things. He's been playing him in an advanced position, like Watford days. Pro- when he by... was a guy we talked about on this show when he played for Watford. A great indicator. That was like 17 managers ago for Watford, by the Crazy, way. right. 20 touches in the box for Ducore since right. game week 25. You know how Le- Leandro Trossard's got 15. You know, do you know what I'm That's saying? Crazy. Like the comparable guy, like the comparable guy is <laughs> like Ben Rama. He's got more touches in the box than uh, than Jack Harrison, than Matoma or McAllister. Like like he's got more than Odegaard. Like Martinelli, Saka, and Sal or Martinelli, Saka, Sala. Those are your like runaway. Like they are in the box. They are making things happen. They are the like they have been that way all season. Sean, Sean Dice enters the chat. Well, he, twenty so, touches in the box in so the last crazy. four weeks. Sean, Sean Dice just called. He said he deserves some of Decore's fantasy points. He definitely does. Yeah, I don't. That's the thing. Do you? I mean, how much do you trust this Everton? I mean, you're not. It's I don't. Really think, interesting. His last three matches since Dice has gotten. Yeah, those, look at is, it. Is nine five thirteen? Yeah, read it to the folks at home. Just, Nine, just five, think 13. about that and remember the best. There are times when Ducore really was an asset. Yeah, when he was when he was with Watford. If he's going to do that here, I don't know. I, don't I know mean, we're going. not talking about him. He's becoming... five three, so it's it's the the he doesn't double right. He doesn't double. At, they host in match week twenty nine. They yeah. host Spurs. And worse. who knows what Spurs you're going to get? If you're he get, is, that's he this is, is what I'm free, saying. That's he's what I'm he's saying. solid money. He's son money. He's he's the guy you bring in to get money for the guy you want to. If you go are to. not bench boosting and you need and you want to really t- like, he's 0.1% selected right now. He is a non-consideration fantasy wise. I agree with. I like that as a differential, no doubt. Yeah. So you want to you want a guy to just toss in there that if you need him to do something for you, you want to throw him in there in like a, a plus matchup. Sure, why not? Why not? All right, Brian. I've gone through all my notes. What do you have for us? Give I us just, your give us your hot takes. Well, I just think does. I mean, obviously Aston Villa. I think is a. Aston yeah, Villa I own a, Watkins. A big and, deal, and I'm I like that for twenty nine. Right, Ollie Watkins has, I think he's kind of a perfect storm here. Mm-hmm. Of he's given you the numbers and he's given you the returns. So, um, yeah, he's crushed me. Not having him has only hurt. As I'm watching it, like, you know, I've said it before. When sometimes things are obvious, and it hurts when they're obvious. Yeah, and he's an he's an obvious one. <laughs> He only got an assist. What are you gonna? I think he got an FPL assist last time. But he didn't score. I don't think in the last match, but he got something. Um, he got an assist. Villa plays twice. I don't think Villa's. What's their double? Uh, it is at Chelsea at Leicester. It's not great. Right. So two but, away matches. Um, but Watkins can score against anyone. Yeah i I would want to. I would want the attacker and the the guy who I would like. I'm really seriously considering is Alex Moreno. Um, who 
Alex Moreno, uh, he plays on Dina's side, so I think that's I think he's on their right side. I'm pretty for sure. right back for Aston Villa. Alex Moreno, uh, no one in fantasy Premier League has touched the ball in the opposition box more than Alex Moreno. Uh, in the, in since those game week twenty, in his last three matches, five, eight, six. Aston Villa defensively have been much better. And Moreno has gotten the starts. So when Moreno, like that, that's the the biggest issue with him has been. Does uh, who's your former guy? Come on, who's your guy? Callum who's Chambers. Manager? No, no, who's your manager? <laughs> Unai Emery. Unai Emery. <laughs> Callum Chambers. The only question is: Is Unai Emery going to, like, on a whim decide? I think the matchup calls for Luca Dean today. It hasn't. Dean's been the, an off the bench substitute, so Moreno's like Moreno has been obviously better than him. Yeah. Okay. This just in. Interesting. Uh, this just in. It's confirmed. We are the only good FPL pod this week who has mentioned Callum Chambers. Back to you, Brian. This is Very facts. True. Facts. Um, no, I like. I feel like everything this week is going to be. Who are your single week players, and do you have somebody who's playing twice that you could at least make a case? Make a case to to send them out. For I like Saka, White, and Kane in my lineup. Even even though I have three doubles on my bench, I think one of the the other reason why the Nottingham or the uh, the Villa guy is not a horrible option. I think the Leicester match away to Leicester. Yeah, there's you know you don't love goals. The the possibility of goals in game week twenty nine defensively sure, but then they're home to Nottingham Forest in game week thirty. Yeah, and defensively Villa's been a little tighter. Then they, you know, it's two home matches after this. So, like, uh, like we talked about it before. Like, I feel like a lot of it is more punty guys. Bournemouth plays two home matches against Fulham and Brighton. Okay, this was your obligatory cherry reference. We haven't mentioned Fulham at all. The reason why is because yeah, Fulham plays one match at Bournemouth, and Alexander Mitrovic is suspended until the end of April. I thought you said they had two matches. No, they play once. Fulham, Sorry. Fulham okay. plays Bournemouth once. Has I'm two. saying Bournemouth plays twice. Bournemouth Got plays you. Fulham Bournemouth. and Brighton. And now follows you... that in game week 30 at Leicester. Like, you have three, like, I'd say three useful matches. I would love again to make, You're gonna make say the case Philip for Billing. Solanke. And Philip Billing. Why, yes, and Philip Billing. Why not? It's oh, gonna end I'll tell up... you why not. Go ahead. We're out of time. <laughs> Use the rest of it on worthwhile mentions. Hey, Philip Billing, Scott, in your face, last three matches, 10, 10, and a 1. All right. I will say that he scores less than 10 in his next three matches combined. Okay. This is interesting. Next three matches. I don't even care who they play. Less than 10. This is absolutely a bet. This is perfect. I will absolutely take that. All right. Absolutely take that. Philip Billing will score more than 10 points in his next three matchups. Okay. Against Fulham, Brighton, and Leicester. 2-2. Two, two. All he needs is... Uh, he needs- if he averages nothing, it's threes, assuming yellow card, no yellow cards. If he gets You need nothing. him to get a so goal. A, a goal or an assist, and I'm through. Uh, another guy who, I, who has all of a sudden has been useful and i would say is like actually way higher statistically than i would have ever guessed is luke ailing luke ailing scores last week for leads yeah 
And Luke Ayling is uh, uh, more shots, second most shots of any defender. And Arsenal's been known to give a goal up. Same thing. It's basically it's Moreno and then Luke Ayling as far as penalty area touches for defenders. That's so interesting. I know. I I'm not. I know it's interesting. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Leeds is playing at Arsenal and home to Nottingham Forest. So Leeds does double. Yeah, Leeds does double, and then they play home to Crystal Palace in game week 30. It's not the worst. And Luke Ayling is, like, that's what I'm saying. The numbers for him, I feel like, are kind of out of nowhere. So, you know, I'm not sure that that's necessarily like. I like Moreno, for whatever reason, a little bit better maybe than Ayling. Maybe it's the matchups. Yeah. Otherwise, I just think you're like you're waiting for you're waiting for lineups. Just remember, like one of the biggest things here, we barely scratched the surface with Manchester City because we don't really have to talk about anyone except Erling Holland, who is withdrawn from international competition with Alfie Holland, his dad, telling everyone exactly the thing you didn't want to hear. What like a few days ago, which was he said, you can't just go two weeks without training and then jump right into a fight. There must be progression there. It's about how he responds to treatment in the next few days. Ooh. So that was like that was days and days ago. So that like it was kind of like, is he an early doubt for the one match that they play? A guy who scored eight goals or whatever, however many like he just five against can, Leipzig. I was gonna I say think. he can barely stop kicking the ball in the net. About to play Liverpool in like a essential match for them. And right now is an early doubt. Then you got, like, I think it was Rodri or one of the other players saying, like, you know, he's made of different stuff. You know, he's a Viking or whatever, all right. that stuff. Like, right. I, I, don't, I hope it'll be nothing. So, like, I, like, is this just, like, part, like, Pep and Holland combining for mind games ahead oh. of Liverpool? Or is it something, is it serious? Like, everything about him has been, the guy can't kick wrong. He has, like... Like like back to back like it was who they play was it a uh, Burnley they played in the was it FA Cup I think they he scored a hat trick in like it was Burnley twelve minutes or yes. whatever I'm just saying like everyone's selling him and selling him and then he score you know goes on this unbelievable scoring run like are you are you gonna have him for your bench or not you have to pay attention to this like that's the big question I'm not this week I'm not gonna bring him back in. Because I think Liverpool, right? If you, I think Liverpool's going to house him, but maybe not house him. But I think Virgil's going to be up for that game, right? If you sold him ahead of this, like, I'm, I'm not you're, you're not him doing in. anything. You're probably not going back to. him. I will go back to him after right. the Liverpool game week. week 30. No brainer, right? I At just Southampton. He'll be in my lineup. It's just that if anything, Holland's been up for the big matches more than he's been up for anything else. I, I get it. So, like, to me, I just, it's just a, you know, he's back in Manchester. That was, you know, the Daily Mail and everybody else reporting that he's returned to Manchester City to continue rehab for the groin issue that he picked up last week. So, like, are they going to have him or not? You know who they're not going to have? Phil Foden, appendix surgery. So he's out indefinitely. The guy who's been there, like, other than Holland, has been their form guy, no Foden. So Grealish is safe. I'm guessing you'll probably get. Mara's back in the starting yep. lineup again. Like yep. if that if it's back to a Grealish Holland Mares starting like front three with De Bruyne behind them, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That was the best that they've been all season. Yeah. No, that's fair. That is fair. 
I think I don't. I mean, there's there's right. not. I mean, that's the thing. There's not really anybody uh, else. Scott, off the top of your head, who you're going with, Captain? And I understand that there's still Ugh. things to be picked, Brian. Yeah. Off the top of your head, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like some of my best players are not on a double, and it just seems silly to not double someone. I who knows? I might end up this match week end up with Solid back on my team, and I swear I wouldn't do that. I'll go to Sala before I go to Bruno Fernandez. That chucker. A non um, a non traditional captain's been working well for me lately. So there's nothing wrong with going with the Brighton guys. Sully March might be the guy. Yeah, and, Mac or, Allister, and or Mac Allister. My yeah, lineup, I know. Yeah. Well, and I if if I go to him, like March would be like just because of the international break consideration. Sully's not going anywhere, or he didn't travel anywhere. I just want to see that the rest of the team is back. The rest of it, like it's a normal training. Seems right. like it should be enough time. Because right. Solly March, you know, the, like, or McAllister, whoever it is, yeah, you get you get Brentford and Bournemouth. You know who I'm interested in on a flyer? It. Like, if I'm right that Graham Potter needs three points against Villa, and if you're right, I do Dave, like I do like Chilwell. Well, I'm looking at Joao Felix. He dropped eight in game week 28. Yeah, that's not bad either. It really is. I'm not kidding. I think, I think, Lib- Good Liverpool shows up against City. I think bad Liverpool and if, shows so up against So if you're right Chelsea, on that half of things, that could be a good double for Joao Felix. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, that, that was, and and Felix has looked horribly Nunez unlucky on so many games. Yeah, for he's sure. Not, he, yeah, he's he's better than that, though. Yeah. and that, I brought him in specifically in anticipation and, and assuming that I wouldn't be too early like I was on Isak. Yeah. Isak is a guy, I mean, that's, he's, I think, number one transfer in for, for forwards, for forwards yeah. right now. Uh, just, I mean, that brace, there was nothing, I mean, that was painful considering how much we talked about him ahead of the. Captain off the top of your head, Brian. Um, and it can change, but who would, if you had to go right now with someone, who would it be? Right now, I mean, I would want to see Rashford training. Rashford's a bit, he's okay. been the best He's been one so, of the best players at the in moment. The it'd be League. it'd be Rashford. Yeah, and I I mean I would kick around yeah either Brighton guy Salah is okay. a consideration too. I mean I I'm really torn, especially since I'm going to be pulling out like I think I, I would I would I might pick Havertz. I think Kai you Havertz. Own him? No, I'm saying that I've got I've got Ian Acho. You, Ian would Acho you own probably. Havertz before Felix? Yeah, I would have Havertz before Felix wow. by the numbers for sure now. Really. Havertz is not only shooting more than anyone. He's he's the most creative forward. Uh, he's on penalties, game, right? And he's on penalties. So game weeks twenty five to twenty eight. Not only is twelve shots, seven on target, nine in the box. That's top four for all forwards just in shooting. And then he's created seven chances, two big chances. There's there's no other forward that's close to him. Interesting. So. Havertz is a guy like if I didn't like I should have brought him in last week I didn't do it because I wanted to save the transfer for the double and it got me nothing Scott you had your hand up like you wanted something I'm pointing at you all right awesome fantastic listen uh we will quickly run down captain I don't think he did no I didn't I, and I, that's what I'm saying. I, it it's, might be a Sala that I bring in and or a, I feel like it's going to be someone who's not in my current team. A Rashford, a Salah, 
and or and and or Sully March and or uh, Chillwell. I'm not and kidding. Or. I not will be. I, it's I will be bringing or. in Chillwell. I will be bringing in Chillwell. Good chance it could be Chillwell. They're trying to captain wow. up to four players in one game week. I might, I might go crazy. I think it's going to be good Chelsea against Liverpool. So In the FPL America Podcast League, the top three is unchanged coming out of game week 28. Clam Chowdhury, Max, is still number one. Two points ahead of two-footed challengers, Matt. And then a little bit of a gap before you get to number three, Eric. Team name Slave Whiskey equals 10KR. Familiar names all around for the top three. Another familiar name was the top point scorer in game week 28, We've said this about him before. John, team named Sandy Moose Knuckles, 74. <laughs> 74. Wow, 74. Moved, moved him up to 13. Sounds like a soccer captain right there. It does. And it? he must, probably must have. But uh, great job all around. We'll see what happens here as we. We really have a, 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 two, a two-way race for first and then. Uh, a multiple-person race for third is really what we have right now in the league. We'll see if they can close the gap on the top two in game week 29. 16 matches to play. It'll definitely go a long way towards deciding some things here. As the Captain's run, choices this week they're are, be enormous. are so pivotal yeah. because there's not an there's not a dead nailed down captainer. Dave, I, I don't think. And my, I think it's going to make a big difference in many leagues on the way out this season. My bourbon glass is empty. My pipe is full of tobacco. And you are ready to hit the road. That means it's time to bring this to an end, my friend. All right. I love it. I cannot wait for this match week to start. I cannot wait for City to drop points. First thing Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, if you're on the island and or and when Arsenal beats Leeds at home and when they increase their lead in the league. This is not an Arsenal podcast, but I am loving every minute of Every minute of it. Dave? Yes. Land the plane, man. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.